Welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood, episode 103, a podcast that is all about parenting and entertainment, two things I love so, so much. My guest today is Sherry Shepard. That's right. Former co-host of The View, now starring on NBC's Trial and Error. She's going to talk to us today. She really opens up, you guys, about her world as a mother in Hollywood. Can't wait to share the interview with you. So here we go. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey, everybody. I am so glad you're here because this is going to be a really great episode. I interviewed Sherry Shepard and... For those of you who are not familiar with her, she is a comedian. She's been a stand-up comedian for a very long time, but she also co-hosted The View. She's been on several television shows, very successful television shows, and is now um, just found out her new show, Trial and Error on NBC, has been picked up for a second season. And I have to say, first of all, thank you to my friend Marcus, um, who I love and adore for hooking me up. This is his aunt. Um, but I, this is a really cool little fact. Um, and this is something I didn't bring up in the interview and I should have, I'm a little mad at myself for not doing it, but I didn't want to sound weird. I didn't want to sound like a creeper, but anyway, years ago, I actually interviewed Sherry for, um, when I was a reporter, it was a feature story I was doing and I had the opportunity to interview her. So I'm, I'm trying to find the picture of us from like, oh my gosh, it must've been maybe 10 years ago, maybe, no, maybe 10 or 12 even. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm going to look for that picture and see if I can put it up on motherhood in Hollywood, but it was when she had just finished or was on less than perfect with, um, Sarah Rue, who was also on my podcast a few months back, uh, at the bad moms premiere. If you guys want to listen to that episode, she was lovely. So you guys, Sherry Shepard and this interview is so real and honest about what life is like as a celebrity mom. She's a celebrity. Like there's no doubt about it. People know who she is. She's famous. She probably can't go many places without people recognizing her. She has such a distinctive laugh. And, you know, um, I just, I've always been fascinated and always wondered how moms at that level of fame connect with other moms because, you know, it's not like you can just go to a mommy and me class or, or like, you know, sign up at the Y for mom events and that sort of thing. I mean, I guess you could, but it would just be, it might be weird. Cause you never know if people are going to be like crazy fans or if they're going to be, you know, weird around you. It would just be a strange kind of situation. So I always wonder how they build their tribe of moms, how they build their mom friendships with people they can trust. Because if you're a mom and if you're a parent and you know that it's important to have other parents that you can lean on and talk to and share things with and kind of vent about, because otherwise it can get a little, it can get very lonely and you start to think, Oh my gosh, am I doing this right? Is anybody doing this right? Um, no, but like I've always been curious about that. And she was so open and so generous with telling me like what it's really like for a working actor and a working celebrity um, who is also trying to balance motherhood. And um, I cannot wait for you guys to listen to that. So that's coming up. Um, what's happening this week? Uh, I went to, I've got a couple of cool things. I think I mentioned last episode, I saw a sneak peek of The Beguiled, 
which I'm going to be writing about this week on my, um, on my website. Such a good movie. You guys, I was afraid I'm not a scary movie fan and I was really afraid it was going to be scary, but it was more like suspenseful, which was a lot of fun. And Colin Farrell is just uh, such a doll. Like he's so handsome. First of all, hi gorgeous. Um, but really I cannot speak highly enough about Nicole Kidman. I just, I want to be in her world. If anybody's friends with her, if anybody knows her, please ask her to come on my podcast. I just want to, she just seems so polite. And if you remember before I met her actually a couple months ago at the big little lies preview. And that's when I had like the most horrible, awkward picture taken ever. Uh, well, I'm like standing next to a celebrity. If you haven't seen it, it's on my Instagram and go take a look at it. It basically looks like I'm staring at her butt, but I'm not. I'm looking at the ground so I don't fall, but it looks like I'm staring at her butt. Anyway, I want to be friends with Nicole Kidman. The Big Owl is really good. You should go see it. Also, Despicable Me 3 got to do a sneak preview of that. And um, here's the sort of epiphany that I had this week, which is something that I've been struggling with a lot as an actor and with motherhood in Hollywood. I started motherhood in Hollywood as a way to be creative and have something fun to do and, and network with other moms in my business, in my industry, and still, um, be able to stay at home with my daughter. It has grown so much and I'm so proud of it. I'm so grateful for every single person who's listened to this show and every single person who has left a comment or subscribed or, you know, followed me on social media. I'm just beyond grateful Ultimately, though, I always still consider myself to be an actor and also a journalist because I've been a journalist for many, many years. So when I'm told I get to go to a press junket and interview Steve Carell, it's a little like, oh my gosh, yay. But also, oh, I want to be starring in movies and TV shows with Steve Carell. And I don't necessarily want to be interviewing him in that way. Obviously, I'm more than happy to do that because of motherhood in Hollywood, it gives me an opportunity to, you know, um, showcase more movies and stuff like that. But you guys, it's such a weird feeling to be on this side of entertainment. Cause I want to be on the other side. If that makes any sense. I know that sounds really douchey, but, um, and also I was on the office twice, uh, many, many years ago, my parts got cut. Well, at least one of them got cut, but the other one has been, um, made the cut on when the re-airings, um, in syndication. So I've met Steve Carell a couple of times and he was lovely, but it was like nine years ago or something. And there's no way he'd remember me. So at the interview for the press junket, I didn't say anything. I didn't bring anything up cause I didn't want to be like, Hey, remember me? And then have him be like, uh, no, so awkward. That's totally something Heather Brooker would do by the way but I'm proud of myself. I contained it. Um, but my, I guess my point is, is that while I'm so grateful and excited for all of the things motherhood in Hollywood is becoming and, and growing into my heart is still, and always will be in acting and in front of the camera. And I want to, I want to be the one voicing a funny character in a movie and making people laugh. And, you know, um, I want to be the one uh, answering questions at press junkets and, it's, so it's a hard, it's a hard situation. It's not hard. That sounds stupid. It's not hard. I'm not like, I'm not laying bricks, people. Let me just not be so dramatic. But it's, um, I find myself loving both things and enjoying both things, which has been a really wonderful learning experience 
about myself. So I don't know if you guys have ever done that where you thought you were going down one path and then you find out, oh, I'm, I'm really good at this. This is popping up and I'm really enjoying this. And so I'm just um, enjoying the process, I suppose. So yeah, that's about it. That's what happened this week. I saw a couple movies. Channing's doing great. She's in summer camp. You guys, I sent her to Spanish camp. Hated it. She hated it. After the first day, she was like, can we not go back to Spanish camp? Um, and I was like, well, mommy paid for the week. So adios, muchacha. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. By the end of the week, she was okay with it, but she does not want to go back anymore. So I don't know what that means. If that means we um, give up and we try some other language or we try again in a few years. Like, I don't know. I would love to hear your experiences if you delved into foreign languages with your kids. But I'm going to wrap up the mommy monologue right now because I really want to get to this interview with Sherry Shepard. She's amazing, so generous, um, sharing her time and her experience with us. So here is my interview with Sherry Shepard. You guys, this is such a thrill for me because I have been a fan of Sherry Shepard for such a long time. And now she's on my podcast and I'm just over the moon about it. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. I'm excited. So I want to talk to you. First of all, let's say congratulations on Trial and Error got renewed for a second season. Yay! <laughs> what is that show like? How, tell me a little bit more about it. Oh, Trial and Error. It's like if you like Parks and Recreation or The Office then you'll like, you'll like uh, trial and error. And it's really about, it's this weird kind of town in South Carolina and, um, and everybody's like inbred in this town. <laughs> John Lithgow plays this very eccentric, this very eccentric poetry professor who's been uh, accused of murdering his wife. And I'm part of the legal defense team, except I have facial blindness, so I, I don't recognize faces. I, I'm, I'm dyslexic. I was born with no tear ducts. And these are all real neurological disorder, mm -hmm. disorders. I have a Stendhal syndrome, so that I faint when I see beautiful artwork. Um, <laughs> I was born with no inner ear. It, I, when I get my flu shot, I walk backwards. When I get anesthesia, I speak in a British accent. I speak like Adele. I have alien uh, hand syndrome, so one hand could actually creep up to your neck and kill you. I talk in my sleep. I walk in my sleep. It's just, it's so, and I'm part of uh, John Lithgow's legal defense team with so all of the. How fun is that for you as an actor for the writers to go, here's all of these wonderful, fun things you get to play with? What is that like? Oh, it's it, it's like a dream come true to play this kind of character because I think I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> anyway, at least that's what both my ex-husbands say. They they left and went. You're crazy. So it actually works. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, it's more cathartic than you yeah, realize. Cathartic. Yeah, but you know, it's it's just a lot of fun because it's a very multi-layered character, mm -hmm. and and I love it because she's not just you know rolling her eyes and snapping her fingers and you know, playing sassy mm -hmm. because there's nothing, you know, this character and Flatch, that's my name on the trial and air. She's not sassy. She's just really sweet, but she has all these obstacles, but she really wants to get the job done. She wants to prove that she's good, you know, that she can handle what she's been entrusted with. So there's no sassy about her. And, and I really, I love that. Because this is a different type of character for you than what you've played before in other sitcoms and other shows. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, before it was, it was, you know, there were fun characters, you know, playing the best friend, playing the judge and, you know, my sassy girlfriend and playing the girl that I was always trying to go after the guy. I love it. You know, mm-hmm. in Rosewood, um, I played the recurring where I got to hug up all on Morris N- Chestnut. I am not complaining. <laughs> no, you're not mad about that. <laughs> I am never complaining when I get to feel his naked chest. Got the nose his neck. And by the way, they wrote those lines and in, in character movements for me. So that's been a blessing to do that. But to do the character of Anne Flatch and to just show a woman who just is trying so hard but has a joy about life and is so very innocent. I, I love this lady. Now, are you still doing stand-up? Because I know you started in stand-up. Are you, are, do you still do shows? Oh, absolutely. I'm on the road. I'm probably on the road a lot this summer. Now that Jeffrey's out of school, I'll be going on the road and touring. Yeah. And do you feel like that's something that you will always want to do? Because I feel like every stand-up that I've met is like kind of once it's in your blood, you can't let it go. You know, you always want to be doing stand-up. Um, yes, because it's how I started. And... It's something very cathartic about getting on stage and just talking about aspects of your life and seeing that people can relate to it. So I'm, I'm lazy. I'll go six months and not do stand-up, and then I get on stage and go, why have I been gone so long? Mm-hmm. So that's why I booked myself on so many tour dates, because I really want to get back and in, in just in the thick of it. Now, how do you, with touring so much, how do you, do you take Jeffrey with you? Or how? I- I've never taken Jeffrey with him. I'm going to try it this summer. Oh, okay. And how do you feel about that? It's, it's a little bit harder for me because Jeffrey has developmental delays from being born prematurely at 25 weeks. So for Jeffrey, consistency is always the key for him. You know, new things and, and, you know, segueing into things is, is quite challenging, which is what, you know, I always had this picture of when I had my baby, like I would be on the road and he'd be right with me, you know, and mm-hmm. for, for me, that has not been the case because that doesn't work for Jeffrey. So this summer I told him, this is what we're going to be doing, honey. You know, I said, when people see you, Jeffrey, they know you from the view. So guess what's going to happen? And he goes, they're going to want to hug me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes. And I said, so, you know, they're going to want to hug you. And you just say, I'm Jeffrey, answer the questions and I'll get you back in the room. So you can, you know, your sensory system will be calmed down. Mm-hmm. So he's been, you know, I've been kind of taking him out to little clubs and kind of having him practice. So as soon as somebody comes up to him and says, Jeffrey, he just grabs him in a hug. Oh, that's like, so he's sweet. Like, he nips it in the butt. And then they, they say to me, oh, my God, he, 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 he like knows me. And I'm thinking, no, no. He really <laughs> I, I've just prepped him really well. So this will be the first summer that Jeffrey gets to uh, go with mommy while she does stand up. Oh, wow. Well, I am, I think that's going to be a really interesting uh, experience for both of you. That will be really, um, yeah, I, I'm really yeah. impressed with that. Uh, I want to talk to you as well about um, what it's like for you as a mom in this business, because as you know, it's so freelance, you know, you never know from one minute to the next when you're going to have your next job, when you're going to be, right. you know, having you know, to do a show or do press or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, how challenging has that been? Or what has that been like for you to balance your mom life? Um, it's always rough because, you know, there, before I had Jeffrey, I didn't mind sleeping on people's couches mm-hmm. and I didn't mind, you know, eviction was like my middle name. <laughs> when you are a mother and especially being a single mother, every 
waking moment is how am I going to take care of my son? Mm -hmm. How am I going to provide for him? So Mm -hmm. even with trial and error, um, we don't start shooting until March, 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we were sitting at dinner with, I was sitting at dinner with the entire cast and I said, okay, so let me know what, you know, we're going to be shooting in August or September. Let me know. Cause I got to get his schedule with my nanny. I got to get a schedule with the school. There's just so many things that I, with his therapy and da, 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 da. And they go, well, we're not shooting till March. And the, the, the first thought in my head was how am I going to take care of my son? Like yeah. that's 10 months. How on earth, what do I have to do? Then my mind went to hustle mode. Okay. If I do this, if I do that, So it is really all about how am I going to take care of Jeffrey? And that's, you know, I talked to all my friends who are single moms and who are stand-up comics and it's, it's rough. You feel guilty when you have to be gone all the time, but you know, you're the one that has to make a living. So you try to do little things that make a difference in their lives. For me, Jeffrey's like, you know, are you going to be home when I get home? If I'm not working, I try to be here when he gets off the school bus. I make sure I try to make all of his, you know, um, the events. Sometimes I forget it was bring your pet to school day and I forgot to bring the dog. (laughs) It was was make, it was make, um, make a food that corresponded to where you were born. And he called me going, mommy, where's the deep dish pizza from Chicago? (sighs) We were supposed to have made one this weekend. I forgot. My assistant had to run to um, numero uno's and pick up a deep dish pizza, Mm -hmm. but we got it done. I hope you're enjoying this interview with Sherry Shepard. In just a second, she's going to tell us about the tie that binds all of us moms together. So you don't want to miss that. But I want to take a second to tell you about Nudu. That's N-U-D-U. Nudu is a luxury skincare line dedicated to both health and beauty. That's because each product is made from the purest, most potent natural botanicals and antioxidants. There's no chemicals, no parabens, no none of that yucky stuff, chemicals that are found in a lot of beauty products. Nudu is all natural. And they also have a three-step process, the Nudu Natural Beauty System, three-step process that helps you cleanse to purify, tone to balance, and moisturize to get that gorgeous glow. Go right now to motherhoodinhollywood.com to try Nudu and make sure when you go to check out with your items, enter the code Hollywood and you'll get 20% off your order. What a good deal from Motherhood in Hollywood and Nudu, helping you create a new you. Those are such relatable situations because what mom hasn't had that moment where you're like, oh crap, what I forgot we're supposed to do this or I didn't remember we're supposed to do this because I feel like as moms, we have so many things that we're always thinking about, especially if you have a career as well. It's just, it's a lot of juggling. And so I love that that's so relatable. Um, Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think, you know, people think, oh, you know, you're a celebrity. Oh, you have money. Oh, you have and I think that's the thing. We, our, memory, our memories are all still going, especially if you were older when you had a baby like me with Jeffrey. My my brain cells left with the placenta. <laughs> so, I mean, if I, I don't know of a time when the school doesn't call me and go, has Jeffrey been doing his reading for 20 minutes? Because you haven't marked it off in the log. He started and mommy fell asleep. So you, you, it's always the guilt of, you know, you being away from your child. I mean, sure. I... You know, when I get home from off the road or working 17 hours a day on trial and error, I don't want to go hiking. I don't want to go play tennis. I, I want to stay home. 
So, you know, I feel guilty because I'm not like all the other moms who are doing all, who, you know, they got their kids and this and that and that and that. It's all I can do to just put the remote control in front of my son's face, you know. I taught him to make breakfast and put it on, you know, uh, uh, whatever cart Zendaya's little show on ABC while mommy just gets a little few hours of sleep. But um, that doesn't matter. I think that happens with all moms yeah. who are working moms or just, you know, even if you're a stay at home mom, when you just have so much to do, it, it, it doesn't matter if you're on TV all the time. We got the same time. Yeah, I think that there's definitely um, there's a perception and it's probably, you know, because of what we see online okay. and in the magazines and on E! and stuff like that, that celebrity moms um, have full time nannies, round the clock um, care. And, you know, and <laughs> I think some of them do. I think there are some moms that do that. But what I found is that moms who are working in the business um, you know, it's, this, they're, everybody's just trying to figure it out and we're all, we all make mistakes. We're all very human. Um, and we're all learning from them as best we can and hoping we don't mess up our kids. <laughs> you know, that's the one thing you hope that when they get older, they will see, you know, I, I always hope that Jeffrey will see that number one, mommy did what she loved mm -hmm, yeah. and therefore I need to go and do what I'm passionate about because I always say to him, Jeffrey, when he says, he says, mommy, I want you to quit being an actress and work at Dwayne Reed, which is a pharmacy in New York. Mm -hmm. And I said to Jeffrey, but mommy's memory is bad. So like, I wouldn't remember where to stock stuff and I, my knees are bad. So if they made me like put stuff on the lower shelf, I couldn't do it. And he goes, yeah, you get fired. And I go, yeah, mommy would be fired. And I said, Jeffrey, I love what I do. I love making people laugh because it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And so he gets it. And now he says he doesn't want to college. He wants to make people laugh, which is breaking my heart. But oh, no. <laughs> you, you don't want him to do stand-up. You're like, wait a minute. Hold no. on. Oh, his dad is a stand-up. I'm a stand-up. So when he says, Mommy, I have to make the people laugh, I picture a 40-year-old man living in my basement wearing socks <laughs> and white socks and a white T-shirt going, Ma! And oh, just, no presses me <laughs> oh no but isn't that funny but it's so true when you say that i think of every stand-up i know <laughs> every stand-up you know every guy who just every like, guy oh my gosh and you know i just know what a hard road this is the road of stand-up comedy and acting and you you know i'm like i think it'd be easy if you just went to school and be and be a doctor or a pastor anything but a stand-up comic or an mm -hmm. actor um i know <laughs> but i also have i also have a really strong group of women in my life who are just my village, who I, who I count on if I need, you know, if I need therapists or babysitters or just somebody to talk to, they are so there. And I'm so appreciative of that. Are they also in the industry or have you found that people outside the industry are, are, um, you know, more supportive or. Well, I have some that are in the industry and then I was in a group called Mocha Moms. Oh, um, I've heard of Mocha Moms. Mocha Moms, it's, 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 an, it's a national group all over the country. And in New Jersey, I didn't know a lot of, you know, I interviewed a lot of celebrities on The View, but it's not like I could say, Beyonce, you want to go hang out? We're right. on a whole different financial level. So Beyonce, yeah, <laughs> I can't afford Beyonce and, and uh, Blue Ivy's kind of hangout. Right. And so um, I literally had a group of women in the Mocha Moms who were my lifeline. These women were, if I had to go out of town, they would pick Jeffrey up and take him to the rec center to play basketball. They took him to his therapy appointments. They were my village. Mm 
and they didn't care. And this is what I love about being in Jersey. It, the women didn't care that they were not, they didn't care that I was on TV. All they cared about was if it's your turn to carpool the kids to the track meet, they only, they forgot that I was Sherry Shepard until we'd be at a restaurant on like a girl's night or like a wait, our waiting to exhale night. And some people would want a picture and then they would remember. But for the most part, they, um, they just embrace Jeffrey and we're, as a matter of fact, we're going back to hang out with the kids and I, you know, we did stuff together with our children. Now, you know, here I have a group of friends who they're, you know, quote unquote celebrities, Nisi Nash, Tisha Campbell, Elise Neal. I get, you know, I got Lonnie Love, my, all my comic friends and um, Holly Robinson and Tisha, as a matter of fact, were very instrumental in helping me find a school for Jeffrey because of his special needs. And I'm just eternally grateful for them. And when Jeffrey has his moments, it's Tisha that I can text and go, girl, I just need somebody who understands or it's Holly. And she'll text me back and go, I'm on the set or I'm at a photo shoot, but give me 20 minutes and I'm all yours. And so Nisi will come and say, friend, you know, and she prays with me. So I definitely have my group of women who are celebrities, but I've been, we've been rocking together for a long time, you know. I love hearing about that because I think so often moms feel very isolated. It's very easy when you're at home with your, your child, whether you're a stay at home mom or, you know, when you're sometimes when you're working, you don't have time to build that community. So it's Mm -hmm. easy as a mom to feel isolated. And I love hearing that you have a group of women around you. Um, cause man, we get other women, we get it you know, we know what you're going through and we, you know, even if they don't have kids, you feel that kindred spirit of wanting to help your, your friend. I think it's easy to say, I'm not a play date type of person, but I think that you have to open yourself up. Otherwise it's very easy to get isolated Mm -hmm. because for me, you know, I have two dogs, but I could easily sit at home with a bunch of cats, you know, (laughs) that red car, after you do all the glam and the show business, it just gets it gets tiring. You just want to stay home. But I think it's easy to isolate yourself. And I just had a, a play date with Jeffrey's little friend. And I was going to take them to the movies. And, and the mother said, well, can I go? And I'm thinking, oh, God. Ah. <laughs> but you know what? I swear she went. And once I opened myself up to it, we went to see Captain Underpants. We both fell asleep. <laughs> like, we both slept through the entire Captain Underpants. Because that's my <laughs> movies are my nap time when I take Jeffrey. And I found out, oh, my God, we have something in common. This common this is your nap time too and then we got to talking when we went out and I found out you know what Jeffrey has the same issues as your son so I'm not crazy some of the things that he's going through that really are concerning me your son has those same issues and had I not opened it up and said okay let's do this you know I I wouldn't have made this other person I wouldn't have had another strength in my life as I like to call people I can understand though how you would need to be guarded at your level in the industry and um, at your level of celebrity and fame. I can understand how you would want to be guarded though um, and not let everybody in. And that would be a very tough spot to be in as a mom as well. I think I remember reading years ago that Britney Spears said, Somebody asked her what it was like, you know, being a mom of two or something like that. And she's like, I don't really have any friends. I don't really have any mom friends. And I just felt really sorry for her in that moment because I thought, oh, I bet it really is hard for her to meet genuine um, moms who know what she's going through and understand her 
situation because right. it's not like any other situation. It's not like, you know, moms who go to an office every day and can talk and swap stories and, you know, and, and have that sort of regular routine. It's a different level when you're famous. And see, that's why I have two sets of friends because you're right. I like with this lady that I went out with, I would never reveal stuff that I would reveal to Niecy Nash. Right. I, you know, and so I do have two separate groups of friends. I, that would, I wish I had read that cause I sure would have tried to get in contact with Brittany because I think that you have to, you have, you also have to search out and you have to put that out there mm-hmm. and however you want to call it the universe, you want to call it God. Mm-hmm. I think if you put that out there, that the universe moves to help you. And so like uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck and I from The View, we disagreed. We were on polar opposite ends of the political spectrum. But what we had in common, which made her one of my best friends in the world, is we both had children. And that was a common denominator. Mm-hmm. So we always got together with our kids. And, we're, you know, it was that is what Elizabeth and I had for each other. And we became friends from that. And I think, you know, you have to always look for these opportunities. So if you're an actress, you have to look for if, if I met Julia Roberts or Emma Stone right now, I would start talking about their kids mm-hmm. and Jeffrey. And I think from there you can you can, you know, it, it can flourish because I don't want to be alone trying to raise Jeffrey. It's too hard and it's lonely. And I find, you know, I get more tips and things and, and knowledge from other women who've been going through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I do too. I found that the, um, that's part of the reason why I started motherhood in Hollywood is because Mm -hmm. I was at home, um, with my then two year old and none of my friends had kids. They're all actors, most of them single, you know, Mm -hmm. and no kids on the horizon. And I just felt really lonely because it's a different type of relationship that you have with your mom friends. You know, you talk about different things. They get it when you're like, hey, I can't go out to your, you know, comedy opening or your improv show at 10 o'clock at night. I'm tired, you know. (laughs) And I always tell people, I understand. I just produced a a one man show for a comedian named Scrunch Show. And I'm getting on, I call him, he's a comic. And it was a phenomenal 11 week sold out run. And I'm calling on all my friends. And some people are just like, Sherry, I'm just having a hard time getting a babysitter. I understand. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that, you know, your priorities shift. And I, and I remember coming back here to uh, LA, just being, you know, I, I said to Garcelle Bouvet, I said, I'm coming back here. I don't know schools. I don't know people. I'm afraid, Jeff, you know, I don't want Jeffrey to get bullied. And she said she invited me over because she's got two twins and um, she's got twin boys who are around the same age as Jeffrey. And they went swimming and she just said, just rest. She put a glass of wine in my hand. She jumped in the pool with the kids. And she said, just start right here. We got, we got Jeffrey. And I just broke down crying, you know, Mm. just appreciating somebody who understood what I was going through, who's a single mom herself. And who's just like, we got you. We got you. I love, yeah, I love that. That's so great. And so what a wonderful, like, friend to have and like support to have. It's so great. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, now you mentioned, uh, Jeffrey wanting to be in comedy, (laughs) you're in comedy. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, about the, your longevity in this career. Yeah. You have had so much success. Um, do you ever see a time where you want to slow down a little bit or do you feel like I just got to keep pressing forward? And is, I mean, is there a certain point you want to reach before you'll you'll say this is it I've made it 
Literally, I want to be the chocolate Betty White. Seriously. <laughs> I, I want to be Marla Gibbs. I swear, Marla Gibbs did a guest star on Trial and Error, and she was just hysterical. And I said, that's who I want to be. I, I have slowed down since I've had Jeffrey because my priorities have just shifted. Before I had Jeffrey, I lived, ate, and breathed my career. I was always chasing everything. Something about having Jeffrey and with him having a special needs has forced me to slow down and be more present to what he needs. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, Jeffrey has a hard time going into situations that you have to really prep him. And that takes, that takes slowing down. Okay. That takes slowing down and being present, you know, and being patient. Mm -hmm. People tell me all the time, you're so patient. You, even your voice is so calm. Cause I had to get that way with my son, you know, go, you know, screaming Jeffrey. It just, it rattles him. And so I've had to just, you know, it's, um, so many things I've had to change. And that includes the way I look at my career. So literally when people ask me to do things, it's, it's um, based on if I'm going to be around Je away from Jeffrey too long, if I'm gone, you know, how many successive weekends in a row am I gone? So it's really him being um, first in my decisions. Oh, excuse me. Even with trial and error, uh, initially I turned it down. I lived in Jersey and it was a single camera show. And I know single camera is so such long hours. And I didn't want to move from Jersey because he was in a great school. And um, I said, no, I was looking for a, a regular something I could do in New York. And I just, we stepped so did out. So you, you moved to LA for trial and error? Yeah. Before it was even picked up, we just moved out there on faith. Mm -hmm. And I said, we, we got to see if we can do it. Because in New York, it's really dramas and Broadway. Yeah. And I did Broadway. I did Cinderella. But here's the thing. I can't sing. So, mm -hmm. um, there wasn't a lot of roles for me in the comedy cause I just didn't sing. So we, you know, out here I'm an actress and I'm a comic. This is where the work was. So we had to come out here and, um, I knew and what was happening was I was booking gigs in LA. So I was, I was flying back and forth and that wasn't good. I booked a whole season of soul man with Nisi Nash and had to fly back the whole season. And it, that was just, that was awful for me and for Jeffrey. So I was turning down so much stuff. I said, we got to go to California. And they picked up trial and error, which was great. But I had to put my system in place with his dad, uh, with my family, because I was working long hours. They were great in that they allowed Jeffrey to come by all of the time. Mm -hmm. John Lithgow was my second babysitter <laughs> with Jeffrey. So, you know, thankfully, it, we, we worked that out. Well, and I'm so glad that you did because this show, I think, is going to continue to be a, a big success for you and for NBC. It looks it's such a funny show and you're so great on it. Um, and I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing all of the wonderful things that you have in the future, whether it's more comedy, whether it's are you going to be producing any more shows? I know for a while you were doing that. Um, well, it's really great because this show that I produced, this one-man show for Scrun Show, we're now um, I'm with Kevin Hart's management company, and they love the show. So we're now taking this out and pitching it as a half-hour comedy with the networks because I definitely want to get you know into the behind-the-scenes of producing. So I'm very excited about that. And um, I have my wig line, which I'm always on QVC doing, my wig line. So just trying to create opportunities as the, you know, um, it'd be aside from the acting. So yes, definitely plan on producing more. 
Well, I know that your fans will be looking forward to seeing what you have going on and what's in the future for you. And um, I know I will be too. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and just, you know, share your experiences about motherhood. And uh, like I said, I think it's infinitely relatable. And I think, you know, I'm just so grateful that you shared it. Thank you for having me. It was fun. And I'm going to put up a bunch of information about Sherry and her new show on NBC Trial and Error up on motherhoodinhollywood.com. Don't forget, you guys, to subscribe to my podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. And follow me on social media on Instagram and Facebook at Motherhood in Hollywood and Twitter at Heather Brooker. That's it for me, you guys. Have an amazing week. Remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Balls.